Hey there, everyone. How are you? How's it going? My name is Andrew, and you're listening to the Culips English Podcast. I'm all by myself today. I don't have a co-host joining me. I hope that's all right with you, but it's good to be back here with you anyways to start off another week of English learning and English study on the right foot. Have you heard that expression before? To start something off on the right foot? It means to make a good and correct start at doing something. You know, to start something properly from the very, very beginning. So interestingly, the right actually means correct. It doesn't mean the direction, as in the opposite of left. It means the correct and the proper way to do something. Speaking of opposites, in fact, this expression does also have an opposite version. So, of course, we can get off on the right foot when we do something, but we can also get off on the wrong foot. Can you guess what that means? If you get off on the wrong foot, it means to do something poorly or incorrectly from the very start. And often we use this to talk about relationships with people. So, for example, if you meet someone for the first time and from the very start of your relationship, like the very first day that you meet someone, if that relationship is awkward or not very good, then you could say that you got off on the wrong foot with that person. I don't know. Maybe you've gotten off on the wrong foot with someone before. I actually had a boss once who I got off on the wrong foot with, believe it or not. And it's not really the kind of person that you want to get off on the wrong foot with, right? Your boss. But I think that boss just didn't like me very much from the very first time he met me. I'm not sure why, but sometimes life's just like that, isn't it? Anyways, everyone, today I'm here to help you get your English studies off on the right foot this week. We want to start off on the right foot. And I think you're already doing a great job. You're doing some English listening practice right now. So this is great. This is perfect. And if you're new to the Culips English podcast, I want to say a big welcome. It's great to have you here. At Culips, we make audio lessons for English language learners that teach you real, authentic, and useful English. Now, everyone, the transcript for this short mini episode is 100% free for everyone. And you can just check out the link in the description or visit our website, culips.com, to access it. You could download it as a PDF file or you can view it in your web browser, on your computer, or on your phone, or on your tablet, however you would like to access it. So guys, I hope you had a wonderful week last week. If you recall, in the last weekly update episode, I told you all that my wife was away for a trip on Jeju Island, which is a wonderful little island, a great place off the South Korean peninsula. Well, she got back on Wednesday last week, and I was so happy to have her back home. And I think... Maybe she felt a little bit guilty about leaving me alone, or maybe she just really loves me. Maybe that's it. I don't know, but she brought me back some really awesome presents, and I thought I'd tell you about the presents that she brought back for me. The first thing that she brought me was a bag of peanuts. 
I know that doesn't sound too special, but hear me out, okay? Because there's this other very small island that is just off the coast of Jeju Island, and it's called U Island. Udo is the name that Korean people call it. It's just a really small island, maybe only a few kilometers in circumference. And as far as I know, it is made out of lava rock. So it's a volcanic island. And there are many farms on the island. And some of the local crops that are grown include garlic and sweet potatoes and peanuts. And man, I love all of those things. What a great combo to grow. On the island. If you're an astute Culips listener, and astute, by the way, means someone who can notice very small details, pick up on small details very well or very quickly. If you're one of these people, if you're an astute Culips listener, then you'll know that peanuts are one of my favorite foods ever. I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before. I just Love them. So when my wife brought me back this bag of peanuts from Udo, wow, I was so happy to see that. And I've been snacking on those all week. She also brought me some of these mini little chocolate bar rice cake things. They're kind of hard to describe, but I guess they're a rice cake that has been covered in chocolate and it has peanuts and peanut butter inside. Now, I'm usually not a huge fan of chocolates and sweet things, but these little snacks, oh my gosh, they're absolutely incredible. The chewiness of the rice cake combined with the sweetness of the chocolate and the slight saltiness of the peanut butter, it's amazing. It's delicious. So I'm having to hold myself back from eating too many of these. In fact, I ate one just before I pressed record here and I'm craving another, but I'm, I'm going to hold myself back. I'm not going to eat too many all at one time. She also brought me some carrot cookies and a kind of shirt, which is a modified or updated version of a traditional Korean clothing item called a hanbok. So this is, I believe, called a kereong hanbok, which is like, yeah, a new and improved, spiffed up, modernized version of traditional Korean clothing. So yeah, what a haul, right? What a haul. A haul, A space H-A-U-L. It sounds like one word when we say it quickly, but it's actually two words. A haul, a haul means like when you really get a lot of things at one time. Like if you win the lottery or if you go on a shopping spree and buy so many things at once, we can call this a haul. So I think it's a haul what I got from my wife because I got so many amazing, awesome things at the same time. So I'm really thankful to my wife for all the great presents. And now I just have to be careful not to go to town and eat up everything too quickly. Aside from that, last week was pretty chill. Cassie and I hosted the Culips live stream on Tuesday night, which as always was really fun. We had a fantastic time hanging out with Culips members from around the world. This time we had members join us from all over the place, from Australia, Argentina, Moldova, Japan, Korea, and the list goes on and on. 
we read and we studied a news article together about the guy who vandalized the Mona Lisa by throwing cake at it. Did you guys hear about that story at all? It was a pretty weird story, a little bit sad, but it was fun to study it together with the Culips member community on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, it was an election day in South Korea here for the local election, which means it was a public holiday. Yay! So I took the day off and I just chilled out with my wife and Pinky, our dog. It was nice and relaxing and a great day. Don't you love those midweek holidays? I know I sure do. Coming up this week on Culips, we've got an episode about the MBTI personality test, the Myers-Briggs. Now, this was a very requested topic, and I'm so happy and relieved that we finally got to cover it here on Culips for everyone who has been wanting to hear us talk about this topic. So in that episode, you'll get to hear Anna and I chat all about our MBTIs and our thoughts and opinions on personality tests. And it was a really fun episode to record, an interesting conversation, and I think you all will enjoy it and most importantly, find it helpful for building your English language skills even further. And now it's time for this week's vocabulary mini lesson. Okay, guys, today I'm going to teach you about one of the idioms that I used earlier in this episode. It is to go to town. To go to town. To go to town. Did you notice when I said it earlier? Did you pick it up? Did you pick up on the meaning? Why don't we rewind, go back, and listen to that part of the episode a couple of more times? So I'm really thankful to my wife for all the great presents. And now I just have to be careful not to go to town and eat up everything too quickly. And now I just have to be careful not to go to town and eat up everything too quickly. Okay, so now that we've heard it a couple of more times, to go to town, can you guess the meaning now? Well, to go to town means to indulge in something or to do something without restraining yourself, with little restraint. So if you go to town, it means that you do something as much as you like without holding yourself back or stopping yourself. So then in that sentence that we listened to just a moment ago, I said that I had to be careful to not go to town and eat all the snacks that my wife gave me too quickly. So this means that I have to be careful, right? I have to restrain myself from eating all of the delicious snacks, even though they're very tempting and I wanna eat them. If I went to town, it would mean that I just eat all the snacks right away. I would have a feast. I would pig out. I would eat them all very, very quickly. But of course, I don't want to do that. So I have to be careful to not go to town. I have to be careful to restrain myself. So now that we know the meaning, why don't we take a listen to some extra example sentences? I've got three example sentences prepared here for us. And let's start by listening to the first one. Example sentence number one. 
I kinda went to town last weekend at the mall and bought four pairs of new shoes. I kinda went to town last weekend at the mall and bought four pairs of new shoes. So in that example sentence, the speaker went to town at the mall. And this means that he bought so many things at the shopping mall, okay? He didn't have a budget. He just spent as much money as he liked without restraining himself or controlling himself. And as a result, he ended up buying four brand new pairs of shoes. He went to town, spent a lot of money, and didn't restrain himself at all. Example sentence number two. My cousin bought a new car last month and totally went to town. The car is awesome and loaded with all the newest features and options. My cousin bought a new car last month and totally went to town. The car is awesome and is loaded with all the newest features and options. So in that example sentence, we heard about a guy's cousin and the cousin bought a brand new car. And that cousin totally went to town when buying the car. Okay, he got it loaded up with all of the features, functions, options, everything is included in that brand new car. So we can understand when that cousin went to town that that means that he didn't hold back, didn't restrain himself at all when shopping for a new car. And guys, you'll notice often that we do use this expression to go to town when we're talking about spending money, okay? So if we uncontrollably just spend lots of money without having a budget or without worrying about how much we spend, then we can use to go to town in this situation. It fits perfectly. Example sentence number three. I went to town at the buffet earlier, and now I really regret it. I went to town at the buffet earlier, and now I really regret it. In that example sentence, we hear about a speaker who regrets going to town at the buffet. Have you ever been in this situation? Maybe not, but even if you haven't, I think you can imagine the meaning, right? If you go to town at the buffet, it means you overeat, you eat too much food uncontrollably with no restraint at the buffet restaurant. And often when that happens, then you end up not feeling so good, right? Maybe you have a stomach ache or feel bloated or just don't feel very good at all. And maybe you have to lie down or take a walk or drink some tea or something like that in order to feel better. All right, everyone, thank you for making it to the end of this weekly update episode. Congratulations on getting some English language practice in today. And that will be it. So I'm going to leave it here for now. But of course, I will be back soon with that MBTI chatterbox episode that I mentioned a little bit earlier. So please stay tuned for that. And we'll talk to you then. Take care. Have a great week. And goodbye.